Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Reaction Monday Playoff Edition. Presented by Texas Star Grill Shop on Sports Radio 610. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. CJ Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, two guys who uh, made this possible D'Amico says CJ's the reason CJ says D'Amico's the reason tomato tomato doesn't matter they're both on the same squad and they're both going to be on the same squad for a long long time you lean CJ which is fine I I lean D'Amico but I I, I don't think it's possible with either one I, I don't think all this is possible if it were just one of them. Well, look, you can't downplay what D'Amico is on this team. I thought yesterday, Saturday was the perfect example. Could not have been more. That was Swarm. You couldn't have been more prepared. Like just, it, like everything. Uh, we, we keep, we keep talking about how they just, you know, slapped them around. That was the best defense in the NFL, guys. That was Joe Flacco, a playoff, you know, guy that, that, that can, a uh, playoff quarterback that can and pick up his game even more. And they just whacked them. I mean, they just embarrassed them. They fleeced them. They undressed them, both sides of the ball. So, D'Amico, you can't downplay that. It just comes back to, you know, the, the whole question of who's the best quarterback in the NFL right now? C.J. Stroud is in the mix, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eye if somebody said he was the hottest, the best right now. I wouldn't. He's elite. Yeah. He's already elite. Yeah. I mean, right now with with where we are, mm-hmm. lot, I mean, anything can happen, you know, from year to year. But right now, C.J. Stroud's elite, and in his last three winner go home games, I threw this stat out there. This is going back to Ohio State, Georgia, then the Colts game, and then this one: fifty nine of eighty one, eight eighty six, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. Only game he lost was because of a missed field goal. Yeah. It it doesn't matter and here's the thing about that here's here's the craziest thing about that they were underdogs in all those games yeah his team was was an underdog against georgia they were a small underdog against the colts and they were a small underdog against the browns and in all three of those games he's been damn near perfect and the other part of this and we're going to hear from cj but i think this is a significant part of it the texans no NFL team is going to be completely transparent, nor should we expect them to be completely transparent. That's how the game is played. But this is about as transparent a team, about as candid a team as you will uh, ever hear in the league. What are his teammates saying about him right now? About well, CJ? Yeah, what were they saying after the game? Brevin Jordan, 
Uh, like, like, just go down the Basically, list. He's the guy we're going to follow. Uh, like, like, he is like the dude. Laramie Tunsil saw it early on in training camp and has not budged. And Laramie Tunsil has been saying all along about. By the way, he yeah. he did a good. He had a good game too. That was a scary moment too. I mean, you just thought, okay, oh no, Laramie Tunsil's out. Oh, he's back. He set out a play. They just scored a seventy-six uh, yard touchdown while he was out. And then he came back in. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was all. He was fine. Well, let me let me add this while while we're on this point. Um, you talk about the impact that Amico Ryan's has had, and culture, and players, and and preparing them, and 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 sort of emboldening them, emboldening them, giving them the confidence. That was about as good an offensive line performance as you will ever see, whether it's a bunch of backups that that became starters or one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Uh, in Week 16 against the Browns, the Browns had 21 pressures and I believe three sacks, eight pressures, zero sacks yesterday, uh, Saturday. Like, like they, they, they were a dominant unit, again, against the best defense in the league. That says a lot about D'Amico. You had the two pick sixes, all that. By the way, yeah. um, two of the biggest plays of the game, and we'll relive the, uh, the best sounds uh, coming up shortly here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Two of the biggest plays, I would say, mm-hmm. uh, Brevin Jordan yeah. and Christian Harris. Brevin Jordan, a 76-yard touchdown, and then Christian Harris, the pick six. I was in the locker room on their lockers. Random request for drug tests from the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I told Brevin Jordan, I said, and I, I, I went up to Harris, too. I said, that's when you know you're making plays, brother. That's, <laughs> that's the, when you know that you're that making random, plays. He's like, yeah, it is. That's when you're making <laughs> get plays. that random drug test. Yeah. yeah. Even the Christian Harris interception to me was, was – Dude, he knew that was coming. Was a credit. That was like – like yeah. that was that was preparation right there. He did Thank not – Thank you. He basically – I mean, go back and look at it. Yes. He knew you're, you're, that was coming. You're right on the same wavelength with what I was going to say. That was a testament to D'Amico. Because, like, he didn't hesitate. No, he didn't move. Like, he literally did yeah. not move. Like, watch the play. He literally sits there. Yes. And the only steps and he takes on is it. to pick it off. Yes. So, I don't know if that's film study. I don't know if that's instincts. I don't know if it's a combination of the it's two. It's definitely he scouting. He literally did not move. It's definitely He's, scouting. He froze. Yeah. And then the only time he moved was to take that step, pick yeah. it off, and take it in the end zone. So, that that's all talking D'Amico, right? And yeah. his defense and preparation yeah. and and getting these the guys good thing play. is we don't have to choose. We don't like we can have we can talk CJ D'Amico. We don't have to choose because mm-hmm. they're on the same team. Yeah, so that's the beauty of it, mm-hmm. man. It's a that, good argument to have, man. And yeah. it's the two most important things you can f and have. Yep, coach, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from the quarterback, CJ Stroud. Here is CJ Stroud after the Texans beat down of the Cleveland Browns. It's a blessing, man. I can, like I always do, man. And more than ever, just thank God. I thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man. I, um, it's been a blessing. It's been a, a heck of a year. And I thank God I can just go another week with my teammates. Like, um, this is like my dream come true as a, as of a, like, um, how close we are as a team. Like we're really, really close. Offense, defense, special teams. Like we all men well together. And just have another week to go at it with my brothers. It's a blessing, you know. So um, I'm, I'm super excited for this team and, and the city of Houston, and I'm just blessed to be in the position I am. Michael Vick is the youngest quarterback to ever win an NFL playoff game. What does something like that mean to you? It's, it's cool, man. It's really cool. I mean, I put a lot of hard work in. My teammates do. Um, and it's cool to see the fruits of your labor come, come to be true. So um, I'm super blessed to be um, – Consider with a great name like Michael Vick, who was my favorite quarterback growing up. So um, I'm, I'm super blessed, and hopefully I can make it too. 
Really, the same thing I've always, like, since week one. I mean, uh, I've gotten a pretty good routine on what I like to do pregame. And um, we got a little extra time off this morning to um, um, to come into the stadium because we didn't play till 3.30. So I was just really just relaxing, just watching a movie, you know, just chilling, uh, going over my plays and going over some film, just um, really just crossing every T, dotting every I, just like I always do. So um, it, it was a really good ramp-up, the, the – um, the crowd was already like, this is the first time I've seen our stadium kind of full um, pregame. You know, of course, we were rocking like the whole, like it was loud. That was probably the loudest I've heard a stadium in my life. Um, but like pregame, there's <laughs> not a lot of people all the time, you know, regular season because we played so early. So now to like finally like an afternoon game to see like the crowd, that helps us a lot, like get the energy going. So we appreciate everybody coming out, but yeah, it, it was cool. One of the home playoff games and blew out a team that was the top ranked defense. It's cool, man. It, it shows you that. Um, Whatever you put your mind to, you can accomplish, man. D'Amico's uh, led this team with, with um, great confidence, and um, that confidence is rubbed off on everybody. Um, and we're all holding each other to a certain standard. And like I said before, I'm just I'm really excited to be with my brothers again for another week, you know, because, uh, I mean, who knows, next year it's not going to be the same team. So um, that's just kind of how the league goes. But we got another week to go prove ourselves right and, and try to win a game. Omar. Hey, CJ, congratulations on the win. Thank do you. you. Do you think you, you and this team are still improving? Uh, I mean, you can always say there's things to work on, and we're going to look back and look at plays that we want back, of course, but um, that's kind of just how football goes, you know. So uh, we're playing our best ball as of right now um, these last two weeks, last three weeks, really. So um, that's really what you want. Just real quick, what, what movie did you watch this morning? Uh, what did I watch? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I know I watched Fast Five last night. Oh, man. Yeah, I, was just, I, was just be, I, don't, I just put it in, like, background. <laughs> This is clearly probably the highest point of your season. What was the lowest point or the hardest point for you this rookie year? Um, hmm. I don't know. I really, like, I don't really have that type of mindset to where, like, I, like, think about, like, the lows anymore. I mean, of course, like, losing isn't fun. And, um, but I feel like every loss that I've ever I mean, I've taken this year in, in this league, like, um, I can look back and, and know that I learned a lot from that. You know, I'm still really young. I'm, like, I know you guys don't consider me a rookie, but I'm still learning a lot, you know, and uh, I'm learning on the fly. And I'm blessed enough to be with a group of guys that hold me to a standard. I hold myself to an even higher standard. And um, I think uh, we, the way we, we come in and work, um, that we we really honestly forget about all the bad things. And, of course, we want to get the problems fixed. But uh, I really don't – I couldn't point one out, man. I just think everything that I've uh, – all the losses and all the things that I've learned is, is – really just teaching moments, you know. So I'm blessed enough to even have those um, teaching moments and still be able to be playing right now. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Kimberly, God, bless. God bless you too. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, I can't believe my man had to talk about his lowest point, man. Who? Why, why are you doing that? I don't know. Why are you lowest doing point. that? Lowest point. Yeah. Someone else asked him, hey, it looked like you had John Mechie wide open on that touchdown Dude. to Dalton Schultz. Dude, that play wasn't supposed to go there. Did you see him throw across his body? There's a reason. That play was it wasn't supposed so to good. go there. He's supposed to go in there. That, that, that he's like, everybody's a quarterback. That that was like everybody's oh, quarterback knew, on he, Twitter. He knew what was going on. He's like, yeah, sure, okay. Uh, but, <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> I saw that play, and 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 Clint Sterner was actually behind me, and I went straight up to him at because it was right before halftime. I said that that right there. Slow I, I would hire Bobby Slowick so on, on that one play. So let's get into this. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. We got to have this conversation. I, I mean, we have to. Um. So we we've talked about D'Amico, CJ, Tomato, Tomato. Doesn't matter. They're both on the same team. Mm-hmm. That's the last game we're going to see. Unless Pittsburgh wins two straight playoff games, that's the last game we're going to see Bobby Slowick call as offensive coordinator of the Texans, right? I, I didn't think so, but now I, so? now I do. Now you, I do. You remember uh, Lavar Ball, Big Baller Brand with yeah, the three yeah. Bs? Whatever happened to that? The three B shirt. Yeah. I think he has like a bunch of extras in the attic. He should pull those out. Bye bye Bobby. Bye bye Bobby. <laughs> bye bye Bobby. Thank My big you, baller brand shirt Thank is you for now your, bye your, bye. Your work hey. here is not done yet. It's a good problem to have, but that that was his going away party. Dude, he was in his bag. It was a clinic. I mean, no, it, it, it it's easy sometimes. Like when a when, when a quarterback plays good, you say, "Oh, look at Bobby Slowick. Look what he did." Nah, that was a perfect mix of CJ Bobby, just perfection. And 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 quite frankly, I don't want to say we knew it because we didn't anticipate it to be as easy as it was. And make no mistake about it. Dak Prescott threw for 400 yards yesterday. That was a raggedy-ass, mop-up duty, janitor-like performance. He was trash, and he threw for 400 yards. C.J. Stroud threw for about, two. what was it, 250? 276. 274, 276. He could have thrown for 500. Yeah. That was, I mean, that they, they they let off the gas. They scored two touchdowns on defense. If he needed to throw for 500, he would have thrown for 500. And, and, and that, like I said, that one play was the one that stood out. But remember last I week? Like the, I like the fake to Singletary after the first drive. That's what I'm talking but about. But remember how confident Bobby Slowick was last week? That's what I was, that's what I was well, talking about. Remember when he was talking about he likes to keep it pure progression yeah. to, to simplify it for, for, for C.J. Stroud. In other words, let's say you're going to your right. Boom, and then a little to your left, a little to your left. You know, just go make it a pure progression, get the ball out of your hands. That play to Nico Collins was the exact opposite of that. Like, he went from over here, everybody going to the right, to a complete throwback to Nico Collins. He had he had Devin Singletary averaging five yards a carry despite just 13 carries, including a touchdown uh, and, and a couple of big key an plays. An FU touchdown. It was an FU touchdown. Uh, he, he had, you know, that beautiful play for, for uh, Dalton Schultz that, had, that he set up. Like, I want to say, like, three or four plays earlier. Uh, I mean, it was like that was a clinic that Bobby Slowick put on. No, it was an absolute clinic. Yeah. I mean, it was it was total beast mode. It was impressive. And, and his press conference last week, and, and this got a lot of people gassed up in the locker room on YouTube. Uh, dude, the guy looked confident. He's the one who said four. We, we were trying to extend this to four yeah. games. Three now, sir. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and he just – you looked at him, and it was like – 
This dude looks pretty damn confident. <laughs> like, what What does he know? Does he know something that I don't know? Well, Apparently, he did. he did. He did. Yeah. Apparently, he did. And, and really, like, the offensive line is part of the equation, too. Like, to be able to do what he's done, and I know – Chris Strasser, you know, we t- we don't talk about him a lot. The O-line I, coach. I, I get about I get all that. But to be able to dial up those plays with a makeshift line, and it's still a makeshift line. It's not the one that they thought they were going to have. I mean, Juice Scruggs was mauling fools. I mean, Scruggs had a great Dude, game. Dude, he didn't allow pressure. Yes, he, he had a great game. What year is he? He's a rook. That's right. And he was also supposed to be a center. Oh, and he also missed the first 12 weeks of the season. Yeah. So all of that combined Damn. means like if I'm if, if if you're like visionary and forward thinking, you hire Bobby Slowick. You hire Bobby Slowick as a head coach. Yeah, and then and then for hopefully D'Amico Ryan's is like Kyle Shanahan and I think I mean and you just keep churning these assistants. How's that uh how's that Shanahan offense been going so far? Pretty it's, dang good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty, nice to have back. Pretty dang good. It's nice to have back, and and, and everybody's just kind of feeling it right now. Nick Casario, mm-hmm. you see him gassed up, dude. Dude, he almost broke my hand. He almost tackled Devin Singletary in the tunnel. Yeah, dude. The <laughs> Nick Casario, like the slap on the back, yeah. it hurts, dude. <laughs> like it hurts. But I was sitting by the locker room, so I decided to go down early because I did. I wanted to avoid the uh, the silliness. I was actually in the uh, I was actually in the elevator with. Uh, Peter King, uh, and Peter right, King was talking. CJ Stroud. Oh, he was talking. Peter, <laughs> King, Peter King was just—he was just saying all kinds of good stuff about Slowick. He's like, CJ's CJ's phenomenal, but those wide receivers, there wasn't anyone within five yards of them. That's mm-hmm. Slowick game plan. Like he was yeah. going out on that. But I'm sitting by, I'm sitting by the locker room. Took some popcorn down there. I was just eating popcorn. Uh, waiting. I don't know if that was uh, the right line. thing to do. Eh, but know, it's okay. I had a bag of popcorn. So <laughs> you know, I was just chilling. Hey, let's go to the locker room. Cool. I'll bring the popcorn. Well, I mean, I, I threw it away. I had it eaten before <laughs> no, they got I know, there. I know. But I was eating my popcorn, and Nick Casario, uh, you know how they let the coaches down after the game? They're the mm-hmm. first ones to go down the elevator. Nick Casario's running out, and he's like, F them. And, and I'm just like sitting there like, this dude's wired up. He and was- he sees me. And he sees me, and he's jogging, and he puts his fist out. And I'm like, all right, I got to dab Casario up, I guess, because it's just like, whatever. Dude, he punched the hell out of my, <laughs> out of my wrist. Bone on bone. I was like, damn, man. Maybe maybe he's taking out his aggression. You know what? You can take out your aggression. Yeah. We've been critical yeah. of you at times. I've been looking for you. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> How's that for a Silicon Valley reference, you big P word? <laughs> but, hey, he was wired up, and he deserves it, man. In the tunnel, he was knocking down dudes. Because the, congratulating the, him. The other thing about this is that, like, in, in in our business, like we talk, so we're we're, we're very reactionary. You try to you try to bring as much mm-hmm. information nuance as you can, but we're very reactionary, and we always like to we always like to talk about. And we we started this segment off like talking about the reason why. Yeah. Like why this? Like who? Who's the main reason? All that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, power rankings, all that crap. Like we talk CJ, we talk D'Amico. I mean, you can go back to the draft that Casario had. You can talk about the in-season additions that he's added that this is not possible with. Like just every layer that you need in order to in, in order to put a good football team out there and put a team that people can be proud of. Like they 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 cover every area of it. Off-season signings, free agents, like they signed Singletary, they signed Schultz to the one-year deals. Yep. 
Derek Barnett's out there making plays. He wasn't even on the roster at the beginning. Will Anderson's out there gutting it up. Mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan Grenard, you came in, you developed him. Christian Harris, like it's it, every single element that that you can have. Uh, Nico Collins is having the best year of his career. He's like everything. Hell everything Perryman. is there. Everything's man. That dude. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> He's nuts, just, man. Just so you know, he's crazy. I mean, we've talked to him, and he's like, he's he's real, like laid back. Yeah. But on a football field, he's a, he's a psycho. Yeah. Oh, he is an sure. absolute psycho. Yeah. Did you mention Stephen Nelson? Hey, Stephen Nelson. He could have easily said, "Bleep that guy." I want to. I'm you, not signing. And him. I think Casario deserves credit for that. Yes. The the silliness that was the vest and with all Stephen Nelson, the yeah. vest, the drama, all that. Casario handled it. Got him in. Steven Nelson's been consistent, and he's been available throughout the year. And I'll tell you this, he's been hurt. That dude has been playing hurt, and I thought it was good to see Steven Nelson. And we'll, we'll hear the call on that. You don't want to miss that when we go through the best sounds coming up. But I, I thought it was nice to see, because you talk about guts and glory, I thought it was nice to see Steven Nelson's guts get rewarded with some glory and him mm -hmm. find the end zone. For sure. I was happy about that. For sure. I mean, there's just, I mean it's, just, it's just a good vibe right now. And the, the biggest takeaway for me is I, I went into Saturday thinking maybe they have a chance to win a playoff game. And I left that stadium saying maybe they have a chance to go further than they've ever gone in their entire history. It's almost like you don't want to believe it because you've been beaten down or, or had bad luck ultimately uh, for 20-whatever years. I'm telling you, believe it. It is the perfect group at the top, and you've got the perfect quarterback to lead this team. You've got a coach that makes that helps these guys play beyond their their means, so to speak. We're not used to that, but get used to it. Coming up, I want you people, and I do mean you people, to be honest. What was the moment where you knew the Texans were going to win on Saturday? What was the moment? We'll go through the best sounds and a local legend. My God, he not only called his shot, he called it twice. Reaction Monday continues next. It's Reaction Monday, Playoff Edition, presented by Texas Star Grill Shop on Sports Radio 610. Here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. When did you know? I'm asking you people, and I do mean you people. Shout out to the loopholes if you listen. You are one. YouTube, Twitch, Odyssey app, all that. When did you know the Texans were going to win? Because I would say, I didn't hear too many people saying that this was going to be a beatdown, this was mm -hmm. going to be a thumping, this was going to be an assing. I'll give you credit for that, Ken Carmen. I've said it a few times. Uh, try to have an idea, though, on a uh, on a playoff week, though. Uh, but, yeah, but, but congratulations. <laughs> congratulations on the term still assing. still on that, huh? Yeah. yeah. Moving on. What's the straw man saying today? <laughs> um, <laughs> but when did you know the Texans were going to win the game? I thought the biggest play was Brevin Jordan's 76-yard touchdown. I knew when Steven Nelson picked the ball. I would agree because yeah. even even like after the Brevin Jordan touchdown, up to that point, every time the Texans took the lead, Cleveland had immediately responded. They I said had, it earlier. I thought this was going to be like a nail-biter to the very end. Texans took the 3-0 lead, and then they started off with like the 40-yard play to Njoku, mm -hmm. and they, ended, they capped it off with a Kareem Hunt touchdown. Then the Texans took the 10-7 lead. Uh, on the touchdown to Nico Collins, where Bobby went in his bag, and then Cleveland immediately responded. They threw it to the honky tight end, and he had 40-plus yards on it. He's faster than he looks. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I didn't know he had that in him. Um, 
And then the Texans responded on the first play with Brevin Jordan. But I'm with you because even before the Nelson interception, the Texans were up 10. Yeah. And the Browns had converted that second and 16 where um, the receiver kind of found the zone uh, and just went right across the middle. So I'm with you. I, I think the Steven Nelson was when you knew. The Christian Harris was when you were just partying. Yeah. That, uh, the Christian was Harris, over at it, this that, point. that's a wrap. Christian Harris was when the marvel Vince of Vince Carter is over. Yeah, like like at that moment. Like the marvel of it all kind of started with the Christian Harris. That's when I was I was just look, thinking to myself, damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, damn. Biggest play, Brevin Jordan. Decisive play um was was Steven Nelson. And the play that just made me go, damn. <laughs> Was, was, was that Brevin Jordan play? I knew the Browns defense was in trouble, man. Yes. At that point, I'm like, oh, he they ain't stopping CJ. No. And how about the Texans defense adjustments? Like Stingley. Uh, I I told you like because we we talked about this last week and it was like after the uh, after the first Browns game, it was like uh, it was like okay, D'Amico Ryan said that's not what we do when asked why Stingley's not following around. Amari Cooper, I was like, I, I, I hope that there's like some sort of adjustment in the playoffs mm-hmm. to where he's at least open-minded and considering that. Correct. I'll be damned. He is. The days of stubborn stubbornness appear to be gone. I don't even know if it was stubbornness as much I as... I feel like he was just lying, man. He was just kind of playing playing us. Playing the, he playing said the that Browns. to the media. Yeah. He um, went to Stingley and said, hey, you going everywhere that man go. So Kareem Hunt gave the Browns a 14-10 to 10 lead. From that moment, the Browns went punt, Punt, pick six, pick six. Think about that. Like I, I, I said earlier, I turned to the guy next to me. I'm like, this is going to be one of those. going to be tight all the way through. Then it went punt, punt, pick six, pick six. That, that, that's D'Amico. That's Matt Burke. That's, that's everything, you know, with this defense. Like the Browns were lost after that. Completely lost. Completely lost. Yeah. But Mark Vandermeer was not lost. No, Neither was, was Andre not. Domas. <laughs> Andre Ware. Um, this was uh, this was the Bobby Bag. This was the start and finish of what I call the Bobby Bag drive, where the Texans were down seven three. Here's the first play of the drive to Devin Singletary. Keep in mind this is a pitch to the right. First down, Hutchinson in motion to the left. They pitch the ball to Singletary. Has room 30, 35, 40. Dragging a man across the 45, breaks a tackle 50, and down at the 46 yard line of Cleveland. What a run! Motor just, into Cleveland territory. Just a mere mention of Pierce. He must have heard me. <laughs> Was Andre on Pierce again? Yeah. Okay. Well, that pitch to the right started the drive. A fake pitch to the right and a throwback to Nico Collins ended the drive. And Andre where? Andre Domus. You'll you'll find out why he's being called that in a second. He had the perfect analysis of the Bobby Bag drive that gave the Texans a 10-7 lead. At the Browns 15, Stroud under center, fakes the toss, now throws it back to the left, has Collins. 10, 5, to the corner, yes. he's in! Touchdown, Houston! The Texans take the lead! Just like that. Excellent play call by Bobby Slowick. You got Cleveland being overly aggressive in pursuing. They go against, use it against them, go the other way, and who better to give it to than your number one big, strong, six foot four, 215 pound receiver in Nico Collins. Mm. Yep. Mm. And he, and Bobby was in his bag. However, the Browns responded uh, with a touchdown of their own. Kareem Hunt's second touchdown. 
of the game. But the Texans, with Laramie Tunsil, by the way, on the sidelines, he was in the medical tent yeah. for this play. So George Fant goes to left tackle. Charlie, what the heck are you still doing here? <laughs> goes to right tackle. And Brevin Jordan, he goes back to his playing days when he used to be a running back. Stroud under center, a little drop back and a pass to Brevin Jordan, right side across the 35, cuts inside 40, 50, the 40 right sideline. He's going to go all the way. Brevin Jordan to the end zone. No flags, touchdown. My goodness, the Texans go 76 yards in one play to retake the lead on Cleveland. Give me a redo, partner. <laughs> I missed you the first time on that high five. Brevin Jordan just pulled away from somebody. It looked like Usain Bolt down the sideline. Oh, wow. Okay, Usain Bolt. Hey, I don't know about that. He was picking him up and putting him down, man. Yeah. He was. Andre was in his bag, man. He was doing his Missed thing. Missed that high five. <laughs> so, uh, so I talked to Brevin Jordan after the game, and this is when you know you're making plays. Uh, he got selected for uh, the random drug test. A, Same one that C.D. Lamb got a, randomly selected for after he had 200 yards on Sunday night football against the Lions. Uh, on his locker, Brevin Jordan, always jittery, man. Always jittery, always wired up. Uh, he got selected for the random drug test. Here is uh, a little one-on-one, -on -one, a little quick discussion with your boy in Brevin Jordan. How do you uh, like? How do you spend the next two days? Because usually when we talk to you after the game, you're yeah. like, I want to play again right yeah, now. Exactly. I want to play right yeah, now. How do you relax? Because you're not going to know who you're yeah. going to play till Monday. What Man, does Brevin Jordan do? I'm about to go home. Eat some food. My girlfriend probably making something good for me. Okay. Watch the games. I'm about to just chill, man. Watch this film. But I'm about to just kick it, man. But like you said, I'm ready to go play right now. I'm so juiced up right now. Were you worried about getting scooted down? Yes. That's why I started. I feel like I got my knees out so much faster. Out. Nah, nah. Stepping out wasn't a problem. I was afraid somebody was going to catch me because I felt somebody on my hip, bro. And I just got my knees up. That's all it was. I, I, uh, I don't want to get too much of the business, but you know you made a good play. I think you like got the random drug test. Selection. That's crazy. That's, that's, hey, but that's, that's crazy. a good sign. That's right? a, it has the, to be a good sign. Drug it has to be a good sign. Appreciate it. Christian Harris got the same one, by the way. Oh, he also happened figure. to make a good play. Go figure. Roger well. Goodell was there, so he <laughs> yeah, probably he got who it. Is this, who is this guy? Jerry right Hughes here? got it, too. Maybe like recovery thing or something? I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. You're trying getting, to recover. Yeah, I don't getting, know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's when you know you're making plays. Speaking of plays, Brevin Jordan, that's one tight end making plays. How about another at the end of the first half? You call this the Bobby's bag play? Yeah. To the right? Then to the left, like Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Here's Dalton Schultz. By the way, I thought he was going to drop this. He had a big drop. He had a huge drop. Yeah, and they kind of he kind of shuffled it a little that bit. Was, the first one made me a little nervous. I was like, "Ooh, yeah. no, that was a field goal, right?" It, uh, it could have been a field goal. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it would have. Yeah, because he, he had some uh, running room. Yeah, probably would have got in there. Uh, he did not drop this one though. CJ fakes the gift, steps out to his right. He's got a lot of time, and he throws deep, and he wants Dalton Schultz. Has him! Rock and roll! Touchdown, Houston! What a play design. You don't roll a guy one way and then have him throw back across the field. It goes against everything you're thinking about. Unless he can set his feet, Schultz makes up for the drop and so. Yes, he does, and the Texans, they go into halftime with a 10-point lead. Kind of interesting that Cleveland decided not to – it didn't seem like they were even thinking about a field goal. It's almost like they just said, hey, we'll keep it within 10. No. It'll be cool. We got a good defense, all that. Well, <laughs> too bad your offense wasn't worth a damn. This was where we both said that we knew the game was over. Uh, Browns had just converted a second and 16. Andre Thomas, Andre Ware said in pregame, Flacco's going to throw two picks. Here's numero uno 
and it went back the other way for six points. Here's Flacco getting the snap. Here's some pressure by Barnett, and Flacco releases just in time. It's picked up by Steven Nelson. He's got the INT across the 30, the 40, the 50, right sideline, the 40, the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, pick six. Yes! Steven Nelson. Yes! Take that, Cleveland. He just threw it up for grabs. I said in the pregame he was going to give us two. That's one. We got one left. That's one. All right, that's one. Well, didn't have to wait long for number two. Harris County stand up. Fourth and two, Cleveland from the Browns, 33. Flacco in the gun, one back after motion. It's Hunt, Flacco to throw. Flacco, it's picked off. Here we go to the left, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Christian Harris. That's the second one. <laughs> Welcome to Houston, Joe Flacco. Oh, man, Andre was feeling it. He was. Yeah. And here's the bow on the Saturday playoff show. Here's Mark Vandermeer with that. Always sweet victory final call. Takes a knee, and that's it. Domination to the divisional round. The Houston Texans take apart Cleveland. 45-14 as the sensational season continues. The greatest playoff performance in Texans history just took place before our eyes. And now it's on to the next round. That's the other thing we haven't even mentioned yet. The, the most points ever scored in a playoff game. The third most points by, scored by the Texans ever in their existence. <laughs> Think about that one. And they could have scored more. Yeah. I mean, they could have scored more. They, they, they took their foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. It was a beatdown. It was thumping. But what's next? We won't know for a few hours. Let's talk about that. And also, so you said you wanted to leave town because you wanted to win, huh? How's that treating you, buddy? Mm-hmm. The hits are lit next. It's Reaction Monday, Playoff Edition. Presented by Texas Star Grill Shop on Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, here's In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, you wanted out, you wanted to win. How's that treating you? The hits are lit here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Playing all the hits. These are the hot stories of the day. You're listening to In the Loop with Houston's sports leader, Sports Radio 610. One thing we know, we know the Texans won. We know they'll be playing Saturday at 3.30. This is what it sounded like. Final call from the great Mark Vandermeer. Takes a knee, and that's it. Domination to the divisional round. The Houston Texans take apart Cleveland 45-14 as the sensational season continues the greatest playoff performance in Texans history just took place before our eyes and now it's on to the next round now who will it be we will know at about 6:30 ish uh Steelers and Bills they're going to play I think I mean I don't know what's up with it's, that It's still not great. Stadium it's not great. Yeah. Are they um, going to move the game? I, I don't know. It's a disgrace that they're going to build another stadium that doesn't have an indoor option. Yeah. If you want to be idiots and open it when it's minus 5 and snowing cool, but cover the field until game time. So we don't have volunteers out there shoveling snow. You guys look like morons. That's not football weather. That's what weather. they're doing right now. That's not football weather. Yeah. I'm sick of that. This that, this is football weather. Dude, the ice bowl that game sucked. That was awful. The main highlight is a QB sneak. Mm-hmm. That's how crappy that game was. So don't give me this like, well, what about these great moments in NFL? Dude, it was a QB sneak. And to be honest, like maybe That's I'm trash. just a wussy, 
But football weather to me is like 60 degrees, 55 look, degrees. Look, it's a joke. It ain't 55 below. Quite honestly, <laughs> I want – I want. Uh, it, it's it's so sickening that they're going to build a stadium without an indoor option in Buffalo. This is an every-year thing. I, I want to schedule Buffalo in September and open the roof when it's 110. Yeah. Why do – why is it that why is it that a, like there's there's extreme weather? You can die in the cold, you can die in the heat. Why is it that all the teams that have extreme heat, they at least respect the fact that there's extreme weather so they have an option to where you don't play in that extreme weather. These morons are playing in minus 5 I, I with 60 degree winds. Couldn't agree it's more. A joke. All that said, could work in the Texans favor. Could work in the Texans favor. Uh Chiefs versus the um Versus Baltimore. Those are the two possibilities. If the Steelers pull the upset, then the Texans will go to Kansas City and take on the Chiefs. If the Bills win, mm-hmm. then the Texans will go to Baltimore and take on the Ravens. Those are the two possibilities. We'll know officially probably in about seven hours. And I think it's a slight, maybe maybe not significant, but it's something sort of favor that the schedule makers have done for the Texans. The, 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 the Chiefs and Ravens don't even know who they're playing. The Texans don't, but they have their schedule set. The schedule. Is it the schedule makers or just the weather? Well, well, they had to adjust the schedule. Yeah. Uh, and, and yes, so you can say the Texans don't know either. The Texans are fat and happy right now, man. No, they're not. Like, I'm what talking about, saying? I'm saying they're comfortable. What the hell are you saying? They're comfortable. They're what? <laughs> they're, they're not content. I'm saying you just said they're fat and happy. They, that means they, content. They, they are in a good spot. Listen to this, guys. They are <laughs> <laughs> raining on our parade. They are comfortable. They didn't let's, come this far to go this far. You don't listen that, to D'Amico. A do lot you? of those signs in the stadium, by the way, which was really cool. Yeah, I saw but, but Debbie the, the Texan had it. In no, the there are a row. lot of them. Yeah. Uh, she just gets the most camera time. I wonder why. Uh, and, and, and the biggest thing is. What the hell's wrong with you today? <laughs> the biggest thing is uh, they are in an advantage right now, the Texans. They have their schedule. They know they're scouting. They're, they're yeah. scouting both teams. The Chiefs and the Ravens right now are like, oh, what day are we playing on? That is true. What day point. are we playing on? That's a good point, John. C.J. Stroud. He thinks the Texans have a chance. Here's C.J. Stroud, quarterback. People can talk. That's all they can do. You know, they can just talk and watch. We were the ones out there to play. We're the other ones making plays. And, and um, uh, it's cool just to see, you know, um, just like we at Ohio State, we used to call it Woody versus the world, like, here we gonna. I think we should call it like NRG versus the world, you know, or Houston versus the world. So um, it's cool just to to um, be able to um, be playing at a high level right now. And, and it's not about what people say. In the playoffs, it's zero zero. Everybody's at a clean slate. Whatever gets you going, but it's not Houston versus the world. The world wants Houston to win. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. That's dead. Like they the are Astros the are the cheaters. Everybody yeah. with a with a with a non rooting interest is rooting against the Michigan. Astros. Everybody's rooting for for Houston. Embrace the love. Yeah, it's not it's not a rally cry. It's not f everyone. Everybody like even in Cleveland. I, I don't think that they're mm-hmm. just sitting there rooting against the Texans now. No, there's I the think CJ they're rooting factor, for the There's Texans. all that. Like yeah. everyone. I, my my cowboy fan um, mm-hmm. friend Cody Cook, and and this is how big of a cowboy fan he is. Um, I was with him when his dad died. We went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, after about eight hours, the Cowboys played. And he decided, you know, I- I've been at the hospital, so I'm going to come hang yeah, out with you. Look at the time. I'm gonna, and I came because, well, I mean, because I mean, yeah. you're in the hospital yeah, for you so can't long. Stay you got to come through. Um, and it was, when, uh, it was when Tony Romo botched the snap. The Seattle the game. The Seattle game. And he looks up in the sky. His dad died earlier that day. And he goes, thanks a lot, God. That makes me a believer. <laughs> Oh, God. Man, they haven't even buried his dad yet. <laughs> and he texted me yesterday, and he's like, man, I'm so jealous of y'all. Y'all got a quarterback. He's awesome. He has he has, uh, he has has charisma. You got a coach. And 
you you have a guy who puts God first. He's he he likes the the God element. He puts God first. Ironically, after that story, but yeah, yeah. that the Cowboy fans are are rooting for the Texans. Like in, Browns in the fans, interest. Cowboys fans, every fan. It's everybody. Not, it's look, not like, Houston versus the world. That's do not do whatever it takes to get yourself motivated. But that's not it. But it's not true. It's not it. Yeah. C.J. Stroud is very popular. People like your squad. By the way, they don't know what day they're playing, and the Texans don't know who they're playing, but we know Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are going to be on the call. Oh, yeah. At thir- uh, 3.30. Saturday, 3.30. 3.30 that. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Shout out to Pam Oliver, too. Uh, well, yeah. What's wrong with Pam Oliver? Nothing. She's on yeah. the call, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What the hell's wrong with you? I'm, I'm just saying. You're the one firing shots. I'm not. <laughs> You're the one firing shots. John Harbaugh could be the Texans' opponents. He was asked about his scouting. Man, he's got jokes. It's going to be interesting in Kansas City. It's going to be very interesting. We've got we got some scouts whose who, who flights have been canceled going out there. We're trying to get out there to, to scout the game, so which is legal in pro football, by the way. <laughs> his brother, by the way, that was a, a reference to his brother. He's interviewing with the uh, L.A. Chargers today. It was fu- yes, he is. It was funny, but I think he was just trying to like, hey, in case any of y'all think this yeah. is illegal, he's funny. Yeah, it was good. He's a good dude. Uh, Kansas City. It's a different Chiefs team than we're used to. The, the offense is okay. It's not great. They still got arguably the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes. But the defense is elite. But you got to watch the way you say it. This was Chris Rose and Maurice Jones-Drew. Pause like a mofo. This is far and away the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had, right? I mean, is it possible that they could ride the D? I, I... The defense? Okay. Listen. <laughs> That was that was a page out of your book. <laughs> NFL wildcard weekend. So the Texans started off with a 45-14 point dub over the Browns. Dolphins just embarrassed themselves in Kansas City. They fall 26 to 7. They haven't won a playoff game, by the way, in 23 years. Uh 24 now. Uh since 2000. Uh the Rams fall to the Lions 24-23. Had the uh, missed extra point. Um I know that CJ Stroud is going to win the rookie of the year. But that Puka, he's pretty oh, nice. He's legit, man. He's nice. Yeah. Uh, rookie record in a playoff game, nine catches for 181 yards. Uh, Packers all over the Cowboys. It, it, this is kind of a misleading score, 48-32. Uh, Green Bay, it was FU from the, from the jump. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were justified. They got rid of Mike McCarthy so they could bring in Matt LaFleur. Here's how they start the game. Yeah. Call it in the air. Heads. All right, Green Bay wins the toss. We want the ball. Yeah. And what did they do? Go down the field. They went down the field and scored in seven minutes. They were up 27-7 to at half. Dak Prescott had thrown two interceptions. Should have been three in the end zone. Uh, Green Bay all over the cows. Humiliating. That was a beatdown. Like humiliating. Dak Prescott, 400 passing yards. How about <laughs> Put you a janitor outfit on with that mop-up duty. How about Jerry Jones? Uh, yeah, I haven't thought about it yet. Okay. What? You were thinking about it in the first quarter. McCarthy's gone. Yeah. If you, if you bring back McCarthy, you just don't want to win. Yeah. Steelers Bills tonight, so we get a we get a doubleheader today. Yeah. Um, Steelers Bills uh, today at three thirty. Then we got the Eagles versus Tampa Bay. Speaking of those Cowboys, mm-hmm. once upon a time, there was a POS person of service by the name of Jack Easterby. That POS got run out of town eventually. Thank God. And one of his disciples, one of his Kool Aid sippers, uh, shout out to Jim Jones. Uh, wow. Brandon Cooks <laughs> was really upset that Jack Easterby left to the point where he demanded a trade afterwards. This was the original Brandon Cooks hissy fits uh, after 
His leader, his disciple, the POS person of service, Jack Easterby, left. What have been your thoughts on uh, Keep that internal. Uh, uh, you know, with all due respect, I'm not going to talk about that right now in the media. You tweeted about it, bro. If they trade you, how would that be? I'm not, like I said, I'm not worried about it. It's internal, so that's. You tweeted about it, bro. I'm not worried about it. It's internal. If, what, and. Is what it is. In the in the past, you said you didn't want to be traded. So has that changed? Like I said, I'm not really talking about that right now. So. All right, he didn't want to talk about it, but at the end of the season, he did. And what did Brandon Cooks say? He said, "I just want to win." Here was Brandon Cooks, who, by the way, how's that treating you, buddy? Mm-hmm. Here's Brandon Cooks talking about he wants to win, and the Texans have won a playoff game. The Cowboys have gone fishing. Take it away, POS disciple. You know, rebuild, like I said, that window of uh, where your gifts are at its peak, is, it you know, only lasts for so long. So, for me, I'm not looking at it as far as, you know, being a part of a rebuild. However that looks, that's where I trust my camp and my representation to be able to get a map from here and, you know, to there to see what that looks like, uh, to be a part of something that's a trusted plan. But I'm not going into this offseason thinking, like, I'm, I want to be a part of another rebuild like that. What changed for you since November 1st? You went through a Jack. tumultuous time, stepped away from the team for a little bit. How did you get your mind right after I, that? I don't know about you step away from the team. I, if you're talking about the game that I didn't play, as Coach alluded to, when you don't practice, you don't play. But at the end of the day, I'm human. I, I'm, I'm imperfect. And uh, my faith is always going to be there. But that's why you, you got God to be able to come, overcome some of those moments. But, yeah, I'm in a great spot now, and that's all that matters. I'm not going to get back into the past or what happened before. I'm limiting the moment. I mean, it's 2023, and I look forward to what's ahead. What does the future look like for Brady Cooks? I, I mean, I don't know. Proverbs 356. <laughs> so he, he wanted to leave because Jack, he wanted to win, he said. How'd that work out? This is one of the blessings in disguise. Like, we can talk about the C.J. Stroud blessing in disguise. If Brandon Cooks hangs around, first of all, I think there's a there's a feel of – I think he's fake. I think he's fake. I'll be honest. I think he's yeah, fake. Yeah. You're going to go out and tweet and then say, I'm going to leave it internal. That's naturally fake. And I think I think he has like – I mean, he follows Easterby. Let's mm-hmm. just be serious. He's fake. Players don't get that upset when the head coach is fired. But if he's gone or if he stays, do they draft Tank Dell? Does Nico Collins – develop like he has Mm -hmm. and is there just this overall feel because i mean he gets traded all the time like Like robert woods knows his role and embraces it yeah brandon cooks would not have done that yeah and i don't know that you're as good probably wouldn't even have robert woods to be honest that's what i'm saying brandon cooks would have been that guy and he would have wanted the ball wanted to be the number one all this other Woods says like whatever dude you know whatever i want to be what do what i can And, and here's the ultimate irony yeah um he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild yeah the rebuild is still going in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, and he's not. What rebuild? And he's not. The rebuild is still I don't alive know what rebuild in the playoffs. He's talking about. Yeah. And he's not. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. that that's another one of those. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Brandon Cooks. You wanted to win. How's that treating you, sir? Yeah. Texans win. Cowboys lose. Coming up, let's hear from D'Amico. I'm excited for this one. This is kind of awkward, though. I, I, how so? It's exciting, but it's a Monday press conference where you don't know who the hell you're playing. Yeah. You know when you're playing. You don't know who the hell you're playing. What are they going to ask him? Ah, they're gonna, they better ask him about the Browns game and all that. We, I don't know. We'll find out very shortly. D'Amico Ryan's live, live, live next. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 